uh, you can go through the whole holiday season, okay, and uh, so busy and so stressed out that you just got to go from this to thing to that thing to that thing to that thing. Have you ever felt this way, right? Yeah, you, you, it's like you're, my life is not my own. Uh, my schedule is controlling me. And the only thing abundantly full in my life is my schedule. And I can feel that way. I remember when, uh, for many years, when we moved to Boston, and when we were up there, you know, the kids were one, three, and five. And so all the family said, you got to come home for Christmas. And so we would all go home at Christmas, and, and I know many of you have experienced this. Of course, you've got all your family traditions going on that you got to do. And then your spouse, if you've got one of those, uh, they've got their family traditions going on. And you got to kind of meld those two together. And at some point in time, you try to figure out your own traditions. And so we would go home, and it would just be like just, just full speed as soon as we landed. And then Christmas rolls around. Of course, Phyllis's mom, want, they're a Christmas Eve family. So we go over there for a big meal, and we open presents. My family was a Christmas morning family, and that worked out well. So we start like 8 a.m. the next morning. We go over to my mother's, and we have breakfast, my mother and dad's, and, and we open up those presents. Then all my cousins show up at around 10, 10.30, and then we do that. Then we pile, and we eat another breakfast. Then we pile in, and we go over to grandmother's house, and we have lunch, and we open presents there, and we eat again. And then we pile up, and we go back to Phyllis's house because she wants lunch, too. She wants Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. She was a double dipper. And so we would go over there, and we would do it again there. And then Christmas night, we would all go over to my brother's house and have leftovers there. And by the end of Christmas, you're just saying, Uncle, I give up. And, and, and we can feel this way. It's, it's kind of like our, 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 it takes control of us. And it's like, I got no control over this and no input. And it's not only true with the holidays, this can be true with work. Uh, Frank, and I appreciate him sharing today with communion, he, we went out together and did the, 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 the feeding our kids delivery this week together. And we were talking, he was talking about being retired. And it's interesting how when he was working, you know, you know what you were doing Monday through Friday from like 8 to 6 or 8 to 5 or whatever, you knew. But then you're retired and it's like, okay, now what do I do? Nothing's controlling my schedule anymore. Because we can think like, man, things are going on. Work can control our schedule in life. Or school can control my schedule and my life. My kids, when they get to a certain age, you don't have a life. It's all their life and schedule. Right? And all their sports and different things of which they are old enough to be in a sport, but not old enough to get themselves there. And it can also be... It can also be true of our spiritual lives. Things are just going, and it's going and going, and, uh, you know, we know how it is. And some of us have been doing this church thing for over 30 years in our family of churches, and then other ways sometimes in, in other, other families of churches, and we know the routine, and you kind of get into a routine, and you don't even think about it anymore. You know, you come in, one song, we'll have a welcome, we'll do two songs, we'll have a communion, we'll have one song... Occasionally, the preacher will throw in an extra chorus there, a uh, Christmas carol or whatever, but then he's going to have a sermon, and you're going to have a, you know, come a contribution, blah, 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 song, 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 we're done. That's what I do, and I get my schedule, and then we go on if we have a D group or something like that, and I want to talk just for a few moments today 
about being deliberate, or in the common term today, intentional, about our lives, and particularly about our faith, but we're also going to get into some input about this Christmas season, and how we cannot let our work, or our family, or our church, or whatever, just run us, and we just go from one thing to the next, but we can really think through and take full advantage of this. Being deliberate, living deliberately. Now, when you talk about living deliberately, that's not hard to break down. Living is pretty easy. Okay, that's living is the act of, uh, you know, sustaining and maintaining a way of life. Deliberate is carefully thought out and done on purpose. And not living, somebody else carefully thought it out. And I just follow. But I'm carefully thinking it out and doing it on purpose. And this is one of the things that God calls us to. All the way back into uh, what the Bible calls the wisest man who ever lived, Solomon. And he's talking to his son in the book of Proverbs at the beginning. is more specifically Solomon himself giving his son advice. And uh, he tells him, pay attention. You know, focus on what's on your heart. Guard your heart. Keep your mouth, you know, free from perverse lips and all of that stuff. And in verse 26 of Proverbs 4, he says specifically, Give careful thought to the paths of your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. Don't turn to the right or the left. Keep your foot from evil. So he's talking about, think about this and where you go and what you do. Now, in the book of Haggai, you know, many years later, the prophet Haggai's quoting God in chapters 1 and 2, six different times, God uses the phrase, give careful thought to your ways. In other words, he's saying, what's going on here? Think about what's going on. Now, and I'm not talking about one of those, you know, whoa, 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 what, what's going on here? Not one of those kind of things. But really think through What's going on here? What's really happening here that I'm a part of? And what God's trying to help them to see, he's trying to get their attention because they've been going through their life and their faith without even thinking about God. And he's been trying to get their attention, saying, I'm here, guys. But they're not getting it. He's not getting their attention. Why? Because they're not even thinking. He's saying, guys, open your eyes. Give careful thought to your ways. And Jesus, it dawns on me in Matthew chapter 7 on the, the Sermon on the Mount, and he makes this statement, and we've read it a hundred times. But when I really thought about it, it goes, this is what he's talking about. He's saying, think about this, be deliberate. When he said, Enter through the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it, but small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. What he's saying is, is Think about where you're going. Like Solomon said, where your feet, where you're putting your feet, think about it. Be deliberate. Be intentional. What path am I on? And so a lot of times we read this passage and we think big picture. It's like I'm on the, the narrow path. And we don't think about what path am I on today when I go to work? Or today when I go to class? Or today when I go to Uncle Greg's house, you know, for Christmas. Which path am I going to be on when I do that? And then, of course, in Hebrews chapter 10, we look at this passage in verse 24 and 25 when it said, 
Let's hold unswervingly to the hope that we profess. For he who promised is faithful. And he says, let us consider. In other words, think about how we can spur one another on to love and good deeds. He said, don't give up meeting together as is some are in the habit of doing, but encourage one another. There's a deliberateness to what we do. And there's so many other passages that encourage us to pause and say, why am I doing this? What is my purpose here? When I'm here, what should I be thinking about and doing? And Paul says in Colossians 3.17, whatever you do, in word and deed, that pretty much wraps it up, right? Whatever you do, whether you're thinking about it, whether you're talking about it, whether you're actually doing it, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Whatever you do, not just at church, not just in D group, not just in house church, whatever you do, do it in the name of Jesus. And this implies thought. It implies in consideration. What am I doing? Why am I doing? What does it mean to go to my job and do this task in the name of Jesus? Ain't nobody else talking about Jesus here. It's easy to do it in the name of Jesus today right here. But when I'm out, well, I need to still do what I do in the name of Jesus when I'm in class. When I go to school, when I'm with the band or with the dance team or with uh, the, the, the athletics and, the, and, the, and the ball, playing ball or whatever, I'm supposed to do this in the name of Jesus. That's, that's different. i got to really think about this. And this applies to all of these areas. But let's just do some case studies here, okay? Let's just break this down and try to think this through. And let's, let's start with the easy one that we're all here right now today. Okay, when we come here. Let's talk about this one first, because we're all here. And we're all kind of doing the same thing. Now, again, like I said, some of us have been doing this for 30-plus years. And it's so easy. It's easy for me. been doing this my whole life. I was, we were talking with Lauren this past week, and we were studying the Bible. I said, you've heard of those people, you know, kind of born with a Bible in their hand? I was kind of one of those guys. I've been doing this my whole life. So it's real easy just to go into autopilot. And not even think about it. And I can sit there and do it. And I don't even uh, praise God for Bob and the words that are on the screen. But 99% of the time I don't even need them. Because I know these songs. I've been doing them for 20 years, 30 years. Some of them 40 years, 50 years. Yikes. How much thought do we give to worship? And do we ask, why do I come here? I want to challenge our thinking on this. And we can say, well, I come here to worship God. Well, sort of, but not necessarily. Some of us say, well, I come here to, to uh, get close to God, draw close to God. Well, that is, can be a, a, a result, but that's not the purpose. I come here to get encouragement, to get inspiration. And that, too, can be a Benefit, but that should not be the purpose of why we come. Stick with me and I'll I'll show you what I mean. We need to come here to celebrate together what we already experience individually with God. What I mean is this. I need to 
already know who I am with God before I walk in that door. I need to already feel close and secure to God before I walk in that door. I need to have already given God my worship and my praise and expressed my heart of gratitude before I walk into that door. Then I'm ready now to celebrate with everybody else what we already have. And this takes very deliberate focus. It takes attention and effort to get ready. Because I want you to consider something. If I come here to get close to God, that's my purpose. That's why I come to church, to get close to God. Or if I come to church to get inspiration or encouragement or strength for the rest of the week, If I come here for these purposes, then what I'm doing is putting my relationship with God in the hands of Mark and the worship team. I'm putting my relationship with God in the hands of the preacher or the guy doing communion or whatever. And if we don't hit a home run, if we don't do the songs that get me going, my toe is tapping and my finger snapping, if if they don't, the sermon doesn't move my heart, we go, well, I didn't get much out of today. Didn't really move me today. Maybe next week. I'm, and if I string enough of those together, then maybe I go, well, maybe I go somewhere else because I'm not getting much out of this. I'll tell you something, guys. I don't want to put that kind of power in somebody else's hands. I will get close to God. I will get inspired. I will draw strength from my relationship with God. And when I come together, I'll celebrate it with you. And then I can get even stronger and more fired up, yes. But I don't rely on Mark or the worship team or everybody else to say, I need you to give me strength every Sunday. That's not the purpose. If I'm coming in fired up, if I'm coming in close to my God, if I'm coming in filled with the Spirit, then the worship team can bomb out The sermon can be lame and the communion can be confusing. And you know what? I can still have a great time. Because I don't rely on that for my spiritual strength. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now, at any given time, somebody's going to walk in hurting. Okay? No one's going to be strong and built every single Sunday. Okay, sometimes we're going to be walking in hurting. Here's the deal, though. That should be the exception. That's not the reason I come here. But what happens is, imagine if 200 and something of us are all fired up and four of us need encouragement. Wow. That four is getting filled up now. And then the next Sunday, it might be a different four or five. So we need to think about, man, why am I coming here? What do I come to get? Well, I'm coming here to celebrate something. I need to have that in me before I even get here. So that if my brother or my sister needs something extra because they're going through something hard, I've got it to give. That's what we do. Now, let's keep talking. Another point on being intentional. We need to think through if I'm whatever I do in word or deed, I do it in the name of the Lord. If I'm coming here, I'm doing this in the name of the Lord. I need to think about the community. 
I need to think about the fellow. I need to think about everybody else. How am I affecting all those around me? You know, we read in Hebrews there, consider how to spur one another on, right? You know, we, we talked about that. Uh, he said, you know, think about other people. So I need to be intentional about this. I need to be intentional and planning and deliberate about what? Maybe about when I show up. What does my punctuality, for lack of a better word, say to other people about where I'm at? Might be right, might be wrong, I don't know, but what does it say? We need to be intentional. We need to be intentional about not only when we show up, but why we're there and what does it say. Now, let me, let me just talk about different things like this. Different these events, like the ones I talked through that are coming up. Think through these events. Even visualize them. Okay, what happens when I get there? Let's talk about the women's uh, holiday brunch. Okay, it's coming up here in a week and a half or so. Or, or maybe less than a week, one a week. Yeah, six days. And he's thinking, I know some people say, look, we've been doing these things. I don't know. You were doing them before we got here. You've been doing them forever. Kind of tired of them, you know. And I know how you feel. Like I said, I've been doing things a long time. But as I look around the room, what do I see? There's these people. They're having fun. They're laughing. They're having a good But there are some people. I don't even know those guys. It's somebody's friend. It's somebody's coworker. And they're not sick of this event. They've never been to it before. They're looking around going, this is incredible. Look at all these women here. And they're having fun. And they're laughing. And they're spiritual. And they're godly. And then I look around the room and I go, wow, there's a table over there. There's two tables. There's three tables of girls, pre-teenage, younger, little girls. And I'm creating a memory for them. I'm creating an experience for them. Now, I've been doing this forever, but they haven't. And I want them to see a room packed full of people laughing and enjoying and celebrating their relationship with God together. And these beautiful decorated tables and and they're seeing it and it just creates this atmosphere for them. Because that's why I'm thinking about it. Well, that's why I'm going, not because I enjoy decorating tables. Some do, some don't. The guys get together, we decorate with uh, much much uh, styrofoam and, and bricks and things. But the women, they decorate real nice. Some do, some don't. That's not what it's about, though. If you consider it, if we're deliberate, we think this is what it's for. Same thing about here. It's not about whether the songs toot my whistle or not. Because there could be somebody in here, and there's always guests with us. They've never experienced anything like this. And if they look around and they see my countenance, they see my face, what do they see? i got to be deliberate. i got to think through this and go, when I come, how do I look? How am I dressed? What does that say? Now, that's a touchy subject right there. Because <laughs> you got to, this crowd saying, we used to always wear coat and ties. We were joking around, uh, planning out the 2020 schedule, and we were talking about, you know, Variety and all this. And we said, well, you know, we used to have Blue Jean Sunday just to do something different. And somebody said, yeah, nowadays, if we wanted to do something different, we'd have to have coat and tie Sunday. <laughs> you know, we'd have casual Sunday. No, we'd have dress up Sunday. But the point is, it's not about what we wear. That's not even what I'm talking about. I don't even want to get into that. What it's about is, do I even think about it? Do I even consider what 
does this say about doing it in the name of the Lord? This represents the Lord. What does it say to this person coming in who may not be as spiritually mature as you? They may not be seeing it from a spiritual perspective you see it from. But what does it say? What does it say? Do I even consider it? Am I intentional about it? That's what we need to talk about. Now, let's talk about being intentional. Let's talk about something different. How about work or school? I'm going to put those in the same category for time's sake. Do we even think about representing God at work or at school? Do we even cross our minds when we get up in the morning and have a quiet time? And this is something for your quiet time. Sometimes we think, what am I going to do in my quiet time today? How about this? Sit down and visualize your day. Whatever you have first, what classes, going to work, stopping at Circle K for a cup of coffee and a donut. I don't know what you got. But you think, okay, this is what I'm going to do. Whatever I do in word ID, I do it in the name of the Lord. What, when I, how am I going to come across? How am I going to represent the Lord when I walk into that room? How am I going to represent the Lord when I walk into the office or into the shop? When I have this interaction with this person or that person or that person over there, they don't even know God. They don't even want to have a godly environment. What better time to let your light shine? But how? I got to think through this. And even have part of your quiet time is just saying, how's this going to work? And Jesus gives us so many wonderful visual images to think this through. You're like a, a light set up on a shelf that gives light to the whole room. How am I going to give light to the whole office? How am I going to give light to the whole classroom? You're like, you know, uh, 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 what was it? Uh, the you know, the uh, path, the broad path, the narrow path. Okay, when I walk into that office, I'm going to be the only one on that path. I'm going to look down and ain't going to be nobody on the path ahead of me. And there ain't going to be nobody on the path behind me. There's going to be a big highway over there full of people. <laughs> How am I going to walk? And Jesus gives these wonderful images for us to help think through some of these things. To think through it. To give it thought. Remember, whatever you do, whatever we do, word or deed, do it in the name of the Lord. How am I coming across? Do I come across joyful? Do I come across happy? Full of the Holy Spirit? Do I come across, I am grateful for my job. I'm grateful I have a job. Am I focused and conscientious about my work? What's my reputation? I'm doing it in the name of the Lord. When they look at me, they look at a representative of Christ. What is seen? Am I encouraging? It's going to take intentional and deliberate thoughts, patience, and practice. It won't just happen. It doesn't happen for any of us automatically. How many times have we, uh, you know, gone out or been out and we're not giving it a thought, not giving it to people and say, well, I didn't invite that person to church. And you go, wow, I didn't even think about that. Didn't even cross my mind. Happens all the time. And that's why I want to call us being deliberate, not accidental, but deliberate. What am I doing? Now, Christmas, here we go. Think through that schedule. What are you going to do? Visualize each event. And remember, whatever you do, word or deed, 
Whether it's Uncle Leo's Christmas party, you know it's going to be messed up. You know it's some people you don't like, and they don't like you. And they're all drinking and everything. It's going to be a problem. But I got to do this in the name of the Lord. How's that going to look? My family, work parties, whatever. Think it through, just like we thought through our worship service here. We, how does it look when I walk in? What time do I show up? What does that say? What do I do when I arrive? Campus, some of you guys are going home for the holidays. You'll be leaving, what, what, finals are this week, right? Praise Jesus, right? And you're heading back home. Now, you can go back home and go, bro, I'm on Christmas break. I'm sleeping in till noon. Easy, tiger. I'm loving it. Mama going to love up on me and serve me because you've been gone and she misses you. And she just wants to serve you. But if you think it through and you go, wow, you know, wait a minute. I'm going to go in and say, hey, Mama, what, what can I do to help? What can I, let me help you cook dinner. Now, now, let me give you an advice. They are obligated by protocol to say, no, 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 honey, don't worry about it. Just go in there and watch football. <laughs> don't listen to that. That's just an obligation. They don't really mean it. What you say is, you say, oh, yeah, I know, and I appreciate that. But, hey, I just want to spend time with you. We can spend time doing this together. We can hang out. Let me, what can I do? Can I mash the potatoes? Can I do that? Can I take out the tra- Just consider. Think about. Don't just fall back into old habits. And say, what can I do? And people start to take notice. And if they say, what in the world is wrong with you? This is different. You just say, I don't know. I'm just trying to be like God, trying to be what God wants me to be. And I realize I just need to be more serving and appreciative. You just gave Mama her Christmas present right there. (laughs) He is fired up about life. You can take everything back. You just did it. (laughs) But be intentional. And think about what can I do to do so in the name of the Lord? And all of these things are services here together. If we come in with the right heart, we come in with the right mindset, we've already thought through why am I here? What's my purpose? What do I need to accomplish in the name of the Lord? And how am I going to do that? We've already visualized it and kind of seen how it's going to go in our head. And it might not go that way. People might not respect it. People might not respond to it. But that's okay because just like church, my happiness isn't dependent upon whether or how they respond. My happiness is dependent upon I'm doing this in the name of the Lord. I'm already filled with the right thing regardless of how they respond. And if I can do this, though, then God gets the glory. Jesus gets the credit. Nothing can take you off course. Because you have put yourself on the right course. You have put yourself on that narrow path that leads to heaven. You've watched your steps, and I'm keeping my steps away from evil like Proverbs told us about. I've considered and thought about how I can encourage and build everybody up. And I'm not going to hold unswervingly to that faith that I profess I've already got that. And so how everybody else responds doesn't take me off that path. And I can have a wonderful holiday regardless of what else goes on. 
I can have a great work experience. Regardless, I can have an incredible worship experience together. Regardless of if the band hits all the right notes or not. Because I'm relying on me and my relationship with God and being intentional. So I want you to take time every day. I want you to think about even in your quiet times. Just pause. Think through your day. And even in your prayer, say, God, help me to represent you here in this. Help me to represent you as I go do this that's on my schedule today. Help me to represent you when I do this. Help me to know what to say and how to say it. And then we move on together, doing all that we can in the name of our Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Amen. Amen.